Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you learn the world is not what it seems and you're much more than you think you are. Here you'll learn about positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people whose main purpose is to help us. Find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. As you probably know in my introductory statement, one of the things that I'm promising is that you can find out where we're going. Well, today we'll address that, and the short answer is everywhere and nowhere. But to explain that, uh, what is it, cryptic statement, uh, we have to go back and understand that we are all tourists. In my previous podcast, I subjected you to listening to me sing, uh, we are all travelers. Well, yeah, but more correctly, we are all tourists. You know, it isn't easy for most of us to think of ourselves as anything more than the person we seem to be. The person who goes out in this world each day, does whatever we have to do to survive, to thrive, and if possible, to enjoy that day to the greatest extent possible. It's especially difficult to think of ourselves as something more in today's world, where we're pushing the boundaries of what's known about the universe. We seem so small compared to this vast universe that seems to exist outside and apart from us. But it's now necessary for us to start thinking of ourselves in new and different ways and realize that we are much more than we think we are. Whether we're successful or not in that endeavor is is a real question, and the stakes are pretty high. On the one hand, we might soon enjoy a kind of existence that is thrilling, totally enjoyable, and full of almost unimaginable happiness. On the other hand, if we can't come to realize our own power to co-create, then we could be in for some pretty difficult times over the next 50 or so years. Well, the good news is we can start on the road to the good times by understanding that we're all tourists and that the life or lives we lead here are just one small part of who we are. As I've stated in a number of previous podcasts, you are not who you think you are. You are not Mary Davis or John Jones or whatever name you go by. You think you exist inside your body here in the 21st century with a certain sex designation of a certain height, weight, skin color, either brilliant or of average intelligence or maybe less than average, uh, with your particular personality that addresses the world that we're all inhabiting. Well, sorry, that's not you. That's just a part of you. Just as your big toe is part of you, but you wouldn't say, I am my big toe. You realize you are more than your big toe. Likewise, it's it's time you started to realize that you are more than just a mind in a body. What you think of as you is really that part of you that is choosing to experience earth life. Now, the real you is a spirit, one that takes on many forms in many different realities, or takes on no form at all in a a non-physical reality. As you go about the business of of co-creating those realities and experiencing what it's like to live within them. You do that because it is your nature to continually create 
explore, experience, and learn as part of your growth and awareness and capabilities. As a spirit, you have certain values, and any experience you create for yourself is intended to help you fulfill those values. As I've stated in previous podcasts a number of times, in order to experience the earth reality, you as the spirit, you need to blank out your awareness of your total existence as a spirit, active in many realities. And you agree to play by the rules of the game here. That is the root assumptions of any reality. So the rules when you go into the earth existence by entering a physical body include uh, there is time, there is space, I'm separate from you, there's good and evil, and cause and effect is the operating mechanism here. So that, for example, if I push a lamp across a table, I'm causing it to move. Now, to function within this reality, you need to take a portion of your total consciousness, not separate from you, but a part of you with a special assignment, and have it adopt a very tight, up-close focus on the reality around you. If that portion were aware of all the different realities of which it's a part, it couldn't function well in this reality. Where objects look and feel very real to us, especially when we bump into them, and where we can't walk through walls with our physical bodies. So that portion of you with this special assignment is what we commonly refer to as our ego consciousness. And that's what many of us think we are, nothing more. And that's just fine for the purposes of navigating in this physical world, where we do experience time and space and the cause-effect relationship. The problem arises when we forget we are non-material spirits, temporarily taking on material form. And the emphasis is temporarily there. Temporarily taking on material form. And we start to believe that this portion of us is the sum total of who we are, locked in our bodies until we, quote, die. After which, who knows what we become or whether we experience anything at all. And that's uh, a bit depressing to many of us. Now, if we had the bigger picture of our existence in the proper perspective, we might logically call this part of ourselves focus personalities, as I've mentioned a number of times. That is, you know, personalities that we take on when coming into the earth experience so that we can play the game according to the rules. We're focusing uptight, closely, on this particular reality, forgetting all the other stuff that we know about as spirits. Now, those personalities have to focus in this very uh, tightly reality, as mentioned, so that we can perceive all the objects and the events around us, so that we can perceive them as real, solid, and something we can interact with. They are an illusion, yes, but our earth life is an illusion with meaning and purpose. I'll repeat that. Our earth life is an illusion with meaning and purpose, and it's created by a greater underlying reality. It's a real illusion or a camouflage reality, 
that enables us to experience emotions. Joy, anticipation, celebration, sadness, disappointment, betrayal, hope, desire, caring deeply for one or more other focused personalities, humor, depression, and all the other emotions that we earth inhabitants experience. Emotions never experienced by many other spirits who choose not to try out the earth experience. So here we are, all of us on this planet right now, spirits and bodies, using the focused personality part of ourselves to function here. And as we look around, we see it's not the greatest place that anyone could imagine. Unfortunately, a lot of us think this focused personality part of us is all there is to us. That leaves us groping for answers as to why we're here, what the purpose of our existence is, and wondering why God, if, if we believe in God, would create such a place. Ah, but if we knew we were much more than our focused personality, that we were spirits existing in many realities, here to experience the emotions that I mentioned a few moments ago, but also to develop and fine-tune our ability to create realities that best reflect our values, we'd be a lot closer to satisfying answers. If we also knew that the reality we experience is something we co-create with our thoughts and our emotions, and that it's really a grand illusion that we temporarily adopt as our reality, so we can go through this learning and experiencing process, why we'd feel even better about the answers. Further, if we knew that after we're finished here, we go on to many other exciting realities that we co-create, in a never-ending tour of whatever universes we choose to participate in, then the long-range outlook starts to look pretty good. Continually creating, meeting new challenges that we set for ourselves, enjoying whatever experiences and emotions result, well, that sounds a lot more enjoyable than sitting around for a hundred trillion years adoring our Creator. Now, as, as fantastic as our Creator might be, don't you think you'd get bored after the first billion years of gathering around that Creator, telling one another how wonderful the Creator is? Well, it might be nice the first few months. Perhaps it would be enjoyable for a year or two. But now think about doing that for 90 years, which is a lifetime for many of us. Wouldn't you become edgy looking for something else to do? Now think about doing that a thousand times, then a thousand times more with no end in sight. Does that thought depress you as much as it does me? That's why it's so comforting to know that we are eternal, powerful spirits who never sit around adoring some creator for eons, but instead enjoy a never-ending tour of whatever universes we co-create, savoring the victories over whatever challenges we set for ourselves and the fulfillment of whatever values that we hold dear and the anticipation of enjoying many, many more universes ahead of us. And when we begin to realize the vast scope of what we can experience, it's really something to look forward to. 
We're not limited to any particular form or the necessity to take on any form at all. As I've said in past uh, episodes, we can experience ourselves as musical notes taking part in a great symphony, as electrical charges that take part in a gigantic light show, or as degrees of feelings that combine with other feelings to create more intense experiences than any we could know in a physical body, as intensities of emotions that join with other emotions in limitless ways to experience all the possible combinations. Or, closer to what we're familiar with right now, we could choose to experience something like probabilities. That's where we have physical bodies, as we have here, but as I've mentioned in the past, instead of experiencing a single line of events, one after the other, which is what we do here, we experience just one event, but the infinite probabilities of that one event and how it works out in each probable version of itself. Uh, That's probabilities, and I've described that before. Or in another close-in universe, we might choose uh, to be in what we would call an associative universe, where we perceive and react to events not in a time sequence, where cause and effect is the operating mechanism, but instead we would experience events as a result of associating one event with another. So we might think of an ocean, calm and peaceful, on a moonlit night. And we might associate that thought with the thought of the moon and find ourselves there. And we might associate that with stars and find ourselves experiencing existence on a star. And we might associate that with wars between star systems and find ourselves in the middle of a Star Wars scenario. Of course, by that time, we'd know the star is just an illusion of our own making and we can focus away from it anytime we like, just as we can focus away from the ocean, the moon, and the star. Well, wait a minute. You're no doubt thinking this all sounds crazy, totally detached from reality, and so strange I can't even begin to think about it seriously. Now, that's a natural enough reaction. But does it make any less sense, or is it any less logical, than the situation we find ourselves in here on Earth right now? Now, we're aware of history encompassing seemingly endless wars, murder, cruelty, selfishness, jealousy, hatred, envy, and any number of other big-time negatives. We don't seem to have made all that much progress in ending these undesirable elements. And as we look ahead, we don't see a lot of good solutions to get us out of this mess. No, the world we're in does not seem like the logical result of a benign being creating it. And if we insist on believing in a benevolent creator, as I do, it all just doesn't make any sense. So why do we cling to believing this one version of reality we're in is the one and only one, and that we shouldn't even give serious consideration to the possibility of other realities with totally different root assumptions? And does it uh, make any sense to exclude even the possibility of exploring to find out if perhaps we are more than the mind in a physical body 
that many of us insist is the extent of our being now, why not explore to find out if perhaps we are more than we think we are? If we find out we're wrong, there's no downside. But if we find out we're right, it opens up entire new worlds of enjoyable possibilities. Uh, still you say we can't just start making things up and imagining different worlds and then proclaim this is the way things are. You have to have some evidence. You need a logical train of thought that makes sense to the average person. When meteorologists predict a tornado, they know that masses of hot air will meet masses of cold air at particular points, likely resulting in heavy winds and perhaps tornadoes. They have evidence based on facts, and they make logical conclusions. So we take them seriously. Well, there's a lot of solid evidence that things are not what they seem to be and that we are much more powerful beings than we realize. As if you know by now, if you've been listening to previous podcasts, this evidence has been gathering for at least the past 100 plus years. But most of us alive today simply are not aware of it. Now, just because we're not aware of it, does not mean that it's not valid. If you look at the evidence objectively and are not wedded to a preconceived answer or a preconceived denial, it's pretty impressive evidence. Now, <clears throat> I did write a long book about it, uh, revised under the title of You're Bigger Than All Your Deaths, and there I laid out a trail of evidence uh, from 1900 on that logically leads you to conclude the world is not what it seems, and we are much more than we think we are. Now, for purposes of showing that we're all tourists, however, on a never-ending quest to create and have new experiences, I'm going to rely on just two focus personalities of the past century. And uh, that would be Edgar Casey and Bob Monroe. I'll then show their experiences are consistent with the input of the Seth entity. As you know, Seth, a personality that lived all his lives and deaths and is now part of a group of teachers who slip in and out of different realities to let the inhabitants there, that's, that's us, know of the larger reality that supports this particular camouflage reality that uh, we happen to be focused in. Now, as, as Seth explained, it's not that our physical reality is false. It's not. But it is simply one of an infinite number of ways of perceiving the various guises through which consciousness expresses itself. Okay? That's what our physical reality is. It's one of an infinite number of ways of perceiving the various guises through which consciousness expresses itself. Now, using our inner senses, which most of, most of us don't use very much right now, we can, according to the Seth entity, expand the scope of our awareness, become aware of other realities, and, as he said, interpret experience in a far freer manner, create new forms and new channels through which any of us consciousness says can know itself. I'll end uh, this session here, and in the next session, I will talk about those aspects of Edgar Cayce and Bob Monroe that are relevant here. I won't take you through the, 
the whole story of them. I've done that in previous podcasts, but there are certain aspects of their experiences that relate to the fact that we're all tourists. Again, I'm Dan McEnany, bringing you lessons from the helpful dead.